take real estate as a shot or as a fully stocked cooler? This is the Five O'Clock Somewhere Real Estate Investor Podcast. We're bringing common sense back to real estate investment. So crack open your beverage of choice, sit back and relax, and allow us to learn you a thing or two. Here are your hosts, Brett Bernard, Glenn Green, Matt Wheeler, and Jeff McNett. Hey, welcome to the next episode of It's Five O'Clock Somewhere Real Estate Podcast, where we hope to just have a casual conversation and give you some good information about investing in real estate. And today we have with us a guest. Her name is Lee Barnes. Hello, I'm so she glad li- to be here. She lives in Dallas. Sounds like she's from Dallas, but she's actually from here, correct? I'm Memphian. Memphian, in okay. Memphis. So uh, Lee found me a couple months back through a previous podcast and had gotten herself involved in some land deals out in Galloway, Tennessee. For those of you who don't know Galloway, Tennessee, it is near the new Blue Opal Ford plant that's under construction out towards Stanton, Tennessee, which has brought on a ton of activity, has brought on a ton of development and investment in that area. And unfortunately, these poor country towns, other than Galloway, just don't even see what's coming. They yeah, just are clueless. Right. It's, it's, it's actually shocking. Yeah. I'm shocked because if they go to look at Columbia or look at Kentucky and look at the developments around those industrials, yep. it blows everything up. It does. So Lee came to me and her I remember her exact words to me. She goes, you know what? I got this contract on this commercial land on Highway 70 and I need some help. And that's how we were introduced. So I met Lee. I met her wonderful sister, brother-in-law who live in Galloway. And we've got a nine acre commercial track on Highway 70 in Galloway. We've got a 25 acre, acre, which would could be a good development for a residential in the back. I had an investor who was going to develop some apartments. So we went through all this, went and met with the mayor, went to city planning meetings, and Lee made these beautiful boards with this beautiful apartment complex on it. It's all about the and visual. We, yeah. And it's we walked into a room. It's Nobody looks at it. Right. We walked into a room with six people, not a one of them younger than 90, right? The, the planning <laughs> commission. <laughs> and we did our presentation. I thought it went well. But the problem is that the city is so far behind the eight ball that the sewer expansion hasn't been completed. So therefore, we couldn't build 100 apartments. There wasn't enough sewer capacity. We went to the city engineer. We talked to other builders. We talked to the mayor. and got Containment center. Tw- we right. talked about containment. So the we- ponds have to be expanded. Lines have to be expanded. So we talked to everybody. got 20 different stories. Finally, just said, all right, well, we just need to expand this, the sewer. Well, Mr. Mayor, how are y'all doing on expanding a sewer? Well, we need we need developers to put up the money for us to do that. We don't have the money to do it. So you're you're between a rock and a hard place, right? You can develop, but you got to put up a couple million dollars to expand the sewer, which then makes the development non profitable. But the city of Galloway is working with engineers. They're working with the state, trying to get the funding to expand that, and hopefully that will take place. Long story short, we've got a couple million dollars worth of real estate out there for sale, simply because Lee hit me up from the podcast and brought this to me, and it's we've worked together since. But I want to get into what Lee does. Lee is 
on top of CBG and all that other your other marketing pathways that you're on, you're you're deeply into tying up and flipping and selling real estate. Well, I think everybody has incredible backgrounds, and I think we take for granted your background of wherever you started. I started my first company at 14, and I built nine companies, and I stayed heavy in the 1031 side. I was able to do some of that. I stayed in the real estate side in Nashville, and uh, was able to get involved with some hedge fund groups that bought properties learned a lot. And then from there, I went back into the real world of direct sales mm-hmm. in 15 years, handling 25 to 30,000 individuals you're working with. You learn a lot about personalities. Sure. Real estate is a personality. Right. The Absolutely. vibe, the motion, the way it runs, the personalities, the actors involved. If you don't understand that and you're not around talented people that know and understand that, you can screw Did you up just call deal. me talented? I called you talented. Thank and you. only reason why <laughs> is because when I've worked with you, I was so impressed with the fact that you were a mayor of a small town. I was so impressed that you had already I've gone I've never disclosed through. that on our Oh, I'm podcast. so sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's a true story. <laughs> this is five o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> we were, we're having fun. No, that's right. There's nothing is barred from the conversation. Okay. okay. And I was really impressed. But what really impressed with probably the most was the fact that you immediately identified the red flags that were going to pop up. Right. And being not understanding small town politics and going into a market that opened up, I appreciated that. And I appreciated your visual. And then we just threw fluffiness into the compassion of finding what the individuals needed, what the city needed, and you being so persistent on the phone with those people. We worked with some of the administration. We worked with people that were dealing with the sewer. We've called other developers and then started working with them. You understood that development side. And that's a key component because to have the understanding of sewer, electrical problems with the housing, the development side, and a commercial building. And the political side, which unfortunately is usually the biggest uphill battle because you've got five different people with five different desires as city officials, and they all have their own ideas of what they want. And they're all got their fingers dabbled in the cookie jar too, trying to make sure they get a little piece of this somehow. And when you deal with the political side, when I was mayor, I dealt with a massive expansion just like this. And I left that job so... I, it just wore me out, right? I just felt, I just knew at that moment that most people on the planet are just crappy people, right? <laughs> they only care about themselves because I was offered cash and bags. I was offered all kinds of stuff to approve stuff for developers. Uh, and it, so it got sad. it got pretty it's tough. But we managed it properly. It worked well. And Grand Ledge is a thriving place today, not because of me, because of all the people that worked on it. But I knew the political insider thoughts of those people at that table. And I knew what they were thinking. I knew how they wanted to see this. I knew that they had a plan. And I didn't want to say anything that would take them outside of that vision they saw so we could move past it. But at the end of the day, the city didn't have any money and they can't expand the sewer. So the property. <laughs> but we have other alternatives. We have other alternatives. We're flipping that script. <laughs> Listen, well, let's talk about why this is such becoming a hot area because you've got a, a rental house there. We've got investors that would be interested in that. For those of you who have been sleeping under a rock or aren't aware of what's going on in this part of the country, Ford has designated Stanton, Tennessee as the new home for their blue opal Ford plant, which is where Ford's going to build all of the battery operated. I can't even say that battery operated pickup trucks, which I will probably never drive, but (laughs) battery operated pickup trucks, which will be a huge seller. And we all know that EVs are becoming very popular. So the only reason why a lot of guys don't buy EVs is because they don't want to drive a little goofy clown car. But if you can buy a nice looking pickup truck, four wheel drive, that's EV, some of these guys will go for it. So they're they're opening up there. Stanton, Tennessee, 
I believe is truly unaware of what's coming. When I talked to the planning commissioner out in there, she just pretty much said, well, or I was like, are y'all going to expand sewer? She goes, nope, I have no plan to do that. Are y'all going to do anything? Nope. I mean, they, they really don't understand what's about to happen in their community. And they're way unprepared. Galloway, on the other hand, got ahead of it, and they're working on a solution because they know, listen, the expansion is coming. You either expand with it or it runs over you. That's, that's the only way to look at this. Wait, take it back. Helen of Troy. Helen of Troy just Helen opened up two million square Ross feet. Pro's biggest, you know, yeah. business just moved a two. Think about it. Two million square feet. Right. In the middle. It's the largest in the entire southeast. I walked into that place and I just was blown away. It's an amazing their, investment. And, and they've got four or five more buildings slated to be constructed. And in the next 300 three homes are coming. And 300 homes are coming. If anybody looks on a map, you see Arlington, Tennessee, which is already built out. I mean, they're built from border to border. There's nowhere else to build in Arlington. The next town over is Galloway. Exit so 28. Exit 28. That is the next biggie. obvious spot for an explosion. I've sold bunches of land out in Mason, Stanton. I sold a couple of tracks in Galloway, and people bought them and just sat on them. They're just, like, they're just going to sit on them and wait for the Ford plant to launch. And then some guys are going to build warehousing for distributors. Other ones are going to build homes. Others are going to build duplexes for housing. There's going to be a severe housing shortage out there because there's 700 people in Galloway. There's probably equal amounts in Mason. There's probably half of that in Stanton, but they're going to need housing for about 10,000 people. Well, think about it. Restaurants, storage. Storage is going to be mass. Gas stations. I mean... There's nothing out there. And think about it. They're uh, TDOT, if you can Google TDOT, what they're about to do the minute, and I'm telling you, it's coming October this year, if they're on track. They're going to do a three-lane highway, and they're opening up. You've got exit 28, which, of course, is the uh, Galloway exit. You've also got 42, which everybody's familiar with that. They're putting a thir- uh, 42 and a 46. Those There's just a little patch right there that is about to explode. It's going to blow up. And the minute people start driving on 40, you know, either toward Nashville or back toward Memphis, they're going to start doing alternative Highway 70. Right. Highway 70 is a sweet, sweet spot. It is. Nobody even understands it. Well, so. and we've got a nine-acre track of land right next to Slingshot Charlie's. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that tells you anything about where this place With is. The only restaurant in town feet. is called Slingshot right. Charlie's. So there's plenty of room for growth. But, you know, as you mentioned, Helena Troy, two million Huge. square feet. They're going to build three to four more buildings. Across from there, There's we talked to a developer has got... 300 homes slated, but he's only been approved for 100 because of the sewer capacity. On the highway, we don't know the name of what's coming, but based on the conversation, it's probably Bucky's is going to be on that exit. So this... This is going to be a huge expansion. So for those of you listening. <laughs> Do I hear Whataburger? Okay, Whataburger. <laughs> what a, there'll be a Whataburger. Three or four Chick-fil-A's on that one corner. <laughs> for those of you listening, if you're in the mindset of maybe investing in land and development, give us a call. My number is 901-692-7401. 901-301-8368. Yes, because we've got land available. I've got a development experience enough, which Lee mentioned earlier. Through my experience, I was able to look at the land, look at the issues, and give everyone in this particular situation a heads up of what challenges were before us. And we faced every one of those challenges, and we lost some we of them. We know every one of them. But most people, it would take them a year to figure it. They'd lock the contract up and then go through due diligence and realize it's never going to work. I knew up front what would work, what wouldn't work, but I knew there was one challenge we had to address to make it work, which we weren't successful because you've got to have $5 million to make that expansion happen, which the city didn't. Go back. we got something that's really interesting. You think about what happened 
just in the last six months, the reason why this whole area kind of you've seen the growth cycle. Six months ago, I was over at the Only Loves station that is right there yeah. at Stanton. I walked in. There were 300 workers in yellow little you know, cute little right. uniforms, walking around with boots, dragging boxes out of as quickly as they could pull them out of the back office because there's no places to eat. Right. There's nothing, and nothing has been built. And there's no place to live. Where are these guys <laughs> staying? Going in? to Jackson. Yeah. I even heard some of them are living over in West Memphis and driving in every day to work. Holy cow. Or Millington's That's picking an hour them up. Drive. You think there's just nothing. Right. Arlington, of course, is a perfect setup, but it's already expanded past its, you know, it's grown now, this a nine lot. A- this nine acres of of uh, commercial property and the 25 are residential behind it. They're contiguous. That nine acres has a, has a temporary six year, uh, six sewers, six sewers, sewers, but it has a temporary approval for temporary housing. Temporary housing. So someone could take it, put some trailers on it. And whenever sewers expanded, then they could build what they wanted to build on it. I'm just excited about what's going on out there. I'm excited that you actually called me. And well, I got I mean, involved with it. Um, <laughs> it was ordained. That's right. So I'm happy that, that things are happening out there. I did mention to Leah, uh, what, a couple of days ago when we talked, that this property, we may be a little ahead of the curve. In other words, the the ex- expansion has started, but you know how it is. No one wants to buy stock until it's hit its peak, right? Nobody wants to buy it at the bottom when they can buy it cheap and ride it. They want to jump on the bandwagon once everybody's trying to do that. And that is unfortunate because that's the kind of buyers we're going to be dealing with. People that are going to wait until the bandwagon gets rolling fully and then they're going to come in. But it's better for us because we can sell it for a million and a half dollars instead of a no, million two. You want it at a good price. Right. You need to do it now. But that's <laughs> no different than what we've been going through in Whitehaven and Raleigh and Frazier. Yeah. So much growth that's more interesting to the investors now. That we're going into areas that we would not, five years ago, I would have never have sold in. Next episode, we're actually going to talk about the Raleigh-Whitehaven market, what Glenn and I were able to do five years ago with our investors and how it's worked out for them. And now we've got another area of town that we we see that is beginning to happen, and we're going to start putting investors there as well. So tune in to the next episode, and we'll share our secrets with how to become Donald Trump in Memphis. Not really, but... (laughs) We'll try how to become a broke version of Donald Trump in Memphis. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back back to our conversation. So the Ford plant's slated open in 2025. Yes, and if you go out there right now, it's guarded down like Fort Knox. Yeah. And what's fascinating is it takes two and a half miles of drive time just to do the Helen of Troy warehouse, because I talked to one of the guys, to take a little scooter down two and a half miles. Right. One of my in-laws with the Ford plant drives equipment stuff out to the back it literally takes him 15 minutes from the front of the building to drive just to the back of the building what they've built so far he needs to be in walking a truck that's going at a nice he speed walk and he, get laughed, a step he said i cannot get over the, how massive i don't yeah. think you can put a understanding of how big this is no it's it's it is in you drive nowhere yeah you drive by it you're driving nowhere. by is nothing but field pastures and trees and all of a sudden out of nowhere this monstrosity of a of a gigantic warehouse right. it just pops out of nowhere. So I'm assuming that Helena Troy is there because they understand what's coming. I assume that that developer with the housing and the other developers with the apartments and the Bucky's, I'm not saying it's Bucky's, but <laughs> we, we based on whatever, we, how excited everybody is. We want Bucky's. I can't imagine it's not a Bucky's. And for those of you who don't know what a Bucky's is, I've still never been in one. You have not. But every time I mention Bucky's, you. you think I mentioned Whataburger and Memphis, <laughs> and people freak out. You got to have a beaver on your shirt. When I come back, I'm buying you some beaver nuts and some beaver shirts. Beaver nuts? Beaver beer, they have beaver nuts. <laughs> <laughs> they 
Well, thank They're you, Lee. I don't know if I would accept beaver nuts, but <laughs> just curious. We'll share. We'll share with your father. Oh, y'all want beaver nuts beer. too? Huh? We'll bring some beer nuts. But what I'm really excited about, you think about the growth out there. I mean, the way you can explain it to an investor, you know, Tina Turner. Yeah. Born and raised in Brownsville, Tennessee. That's right. Well, Jackson's a little nutbush. Well, but Brownsville is the home of her original home. So they advertise her as that's her living place or where she's kind of like the Tupelo Memphis with Elvis. So so what happened was you really think of that. You've got Jackson, Tennessee. And I know Jackson had a lot to do with trying to get Ford here. I heard some really great people. Their chamber is amazing there. But what's happened is you've got people looking at Lakeland and that area. It's so much easier to drive south then head that way. Well, and you also have to realize the capacity of the workers, right? The workers that are going to be filling those jobs, let's face it, Memphis is a distribution city. 90% of the people inside the city limits FedEx. works in distribution. FedEx, Nike, Amazon, these people are equipped for those jobs already versus the people in Jackson probably are not. So you're going to Great find point. that most of the folks, I think, that will be working in that industry in that area even a business related to Ford around it, are going to come from Memphis. They're going to come from this area, which still, I truly believe that the people that are buying up land east of Stanton have hit the wrong target. I think they have decided that's where it's going to be. And they they bought up all this land and they're just sitting on it. But I think what you're going to see is people in Arlington, Galloway, Mason, next door to Stanton. You're going to watch, and maybe Somerville, a little further south. You're going to watch the expansion just blow up out there. And we're already seeing it. If you go to east of Stanton, I don't see anything going on. But if you go west of Stanton in the Galloway, I mean, you've got a ton of development going on. You've got subdivisions being plotted. You've got Bucky's coming in with, the, with their beaver nuts. Uh, you've got Helena Troy building. Uh, so it's all happening on this, on this side. So I think those guys miscalculated. Now, granted, it may take their land will be worth something big down the road, but it may take ten or twelve years or fifteen years before it actually starts expanding that way. I know there'll be some between there and Jackson, but the majority of it's going to be between Galloway and. You Stanley. brought up an excellent point, which I never even thought about. You said you had a realtor call you, and you were talking about they were looking at Stanton and Stanton and Stanton. He goes, "Why in the world, if you want to be a living person that wants a normal life, right. why would you want to live right next to a?" factory that's the point is, I is why so she called so i had a just so you guys know the story i had an agent call me about the 28 acres was it 25 well, in we're galloway gonna say 40. 40. We're gonna say 40 40 total <laughs> so she called me about it and we're talking and she goes yeah but my guy really wants to buy land around the forward plan I'm like what are y'all doing well he wants to hold it and build some residential developments and maybe apartments or whatever and I, my question to her was who wants to buy a $300,000 house and walk out of their backyard and see the Ford Blue Opal plant in their backyard? No one's going to want to live around the Ford plant. If they work there, they're going to want to be 10, 12 miles away from there living in their home where they aren't seeing their work every single day. Most of it is rural, which pretty much Stanton will give you anything you want just to get people to develop. But what's going to happen around the Ford plant, I told you about this one developer that I talked to. I sold some property to, and I was dumbfounded. He bought it sight unseen and paid for it. But I'll tell you why. But for residential development, no one wants to be building their brand new home or buying a brand new home next to the blue Ford Opal plant. Unless Ford's planning on putting up a 40-foot, 50-foot, soundproof barrier, beautifully aesthetic wall to separate themselves from the rest of of that area. So that pushes then the development again back toward Mason and Galloway, 
right? Your next two towns over that are far enough away from Ford, but close enough to Ford to make sense to buy a house or build a house, rent an apartment, put a trailer on a track of land, whatever. So the Indian guy that I sold the track of land to right next door to the Ford plant, put on the market, you and I went and looked at it. If you remember our, our two barrel riders, I forgot. I'm not going to say, I, I yes, won't be saying. Anyway, I remember. So, Save the innocent. <laughs> so <laughs> no, no. we sold that property and this guy that bought it, bought it sight unseen, paid cash for it. And my question to him was, why are you so interested? Now this property butts up to the Ford plant, like the Ford plant property and this property out to the road. He said, because my plan is what a lot of people don't realize is when a plan opens over the next 10 years, suppliers for Ford will decide it's cheaper to rent a warehouse, stock our parts and have a guy in a van drive it over there once a day, a couple of guys in a warehouse versus shipping this every time we're making orders. So they're going to start building warehouses. They're going to start leasing warehousing. So his plan, he's already got a plan ready to be approved. It's going to be an industrial park, warehouse district, where all these suppliers can just pay two, three grand a month, rent the warehouse, stock it with parts, put two employees in there to, to ship and receive and be done. He said, I've done it around two other plants, and he's been very successful. So he's going to build an industrial park. Now, to me, that's forward thinking. That's He knows he's going to sit on this property for Created. seven, eight years before there's going to be a need for that. But he bought it anyway. Well, he got it at a better price. I thought it was genius. <laughs> I never Smart. even thought that. I never even knew that. The you know So when you hear the Ford plant is going to create 5,000 jobs. Well, then you've got to expand beyond that. The industrial parks, the gas stations, the restaurants, the lumber supplier, whatever, all of that's going to develop. So you're really looking at 10,000 new jobs, which is going to create probably 5,500 to 6,000 residential properties are going to be needed for people to live in. Because even people that work there who live in Memphis eventually are going to say, screw this. I'm moving to Galloway. I'm moving to Mason. Well, I don't taxes, want to drive an hour to work. about the taxes. Yeah. The taxes alone right now. And what's really fascinating is you think about the commercial appeal, if you're on here, that's our local paper literally two to three times a week is the front page i keep sending them to you i go front page front page so if you're an investor and you're out there listening and and listening to this go get you in a subscription go watch what's happened commercial appeal we had overheard that they are actually going to bring day one over 3200 workers into that plant immediately and what was really fascinating they're building 40 million dollar building just to teach and train the workers for the plant they're going to self-sustain what they're building that tells you right now they're doing education that's going to drag tons of people out of the east coast Mm -hmm. here i mean who wants to live there when you can live here in tennessee and then you've got the west coast that's already wanting to jump over there because they're kind of jumping off the cliff anyways and we're cheap real estate you're sitting in the middle of the sweet spot in the entire U.S. That's I mean, right. Wow. And Bucky's. So, they don't even know about a Bucky's yet. Bucky's and the beaver nuts. <laughs> Wait until we get that. <laughs> so that anyway, one. so uh, Brett Bernard, 901-692-7401. Glenn Green. 901-301-8368. And if you call us, we may connect you with one of our seasoned investment real estate agents. And that's all we're going to do. Business in Memphis. I would tend to say between Glenn and I, we probably equal some of the largest firms that have 15, 16 agents as, as far as sales. It's because we're very good at what we do. We understand the market and we're not a one-stop shop kind of real estate firm. We we start you with the first conversation and we're still there working with you even after you've turned it over to management. We're involved in your asset and make sure it works. So if you have any questions or if you're interested in putting any money into Galloway or even if you're interested in buying rental properties in Galloway and prepare for the housing boom that's coming, give us a call. We'd love to talk to you and love to work with you. Lee, 
Thank you very much. I love Always it. a pleasure. I know. I'm I don't know what t-shirt and I, I'm going to get you some t-shirt. beaver nuts. Yeah, beaver nuts. <laughs> I'm more interested in the beaver nuts. They're really good. <laughs> They're delicious. So uh, thanks for being here today. I really appreciate it. This is her all the time. She's not just pumped up because we're on the podcast. No. This is her at seven in the morning. When we're talking about glow it out, midnight. girl, for a yeah, reason. That's right. <laughs> glow everything up. That's right. And I will tell you, think about it this way: if you're a person out there and you've got real estate and you're sitting there or you're thinking, I want to do something with it, these guys are it. You got ten thirty one money. You can actually position it. We even have properties you can do no t- toilet, no trash, no tenants. That's right. We've got that. So definitely get back with Brett. I've been so impressed with your team. Well, I appreciate Phenomenal. that. Phenomenal. And uh, I actually physically chose you because look at the top investment guys in memphis and y'all popped up so there you go thank well, i'm you glad so to hear that for letting me be here. thanks for listening to this episode remember catch our next episode we're going to talk about one of our success stories in raleigh and whitehaven or bunches of them and what we think is coming for 2023 and maybe early 2024 as the next hot area to buy real estate in if you're interested in investment real estate for more common sense real estate tips listen and subscribe at five o'clock somewhere podcast.com The 5 O'Clock Somewhere Real Estate Investor Podcast is a Sound Ideas Group production.